put down the computer, you know, tell your friends you have to go. It's time to eat. Yes. And the home of the brave. Welcome to episode 35 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And do we ever have a fun treat for you guys for the 35th episode? We got something special on tap. Let me tell you, or let James tell you if uh, he's so inclined. James, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you, sir? You know, I, uh, I should not complain. I can complain, because can't we all, but I shouldn't, so I shan't. Very nice. That's an excellent attitude to have, and I hope more people follow you on that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. How have you been since last we spoke, or or at least since last we spoke to our listeners? Right, yeah, good, good point. I'm really happy that we played back-to-back weekends of deck hockey, so doing pretty well and refreshed and got the rust out of my stinking system, so I hope, and... Uh, Really charged up for that and looking forward to playing some more as long as the weather holds up, please. You know how I just said that I won't complain about anything? Uh Apparently I lied because I've lost five games in a row and I'm not real happy about that. So I I need to find my groove, man. Well, um, you're way too humble to take that on yourself but i have to be honest with you man i mean i've dragged you down with me and there's at least two at least two games that i single-handedly lost on my own and unfortunately you were on my team so i apologize for that speaking of the rust and being outplayed so hopefully uh i I do need to redeem myself so sorry sir i disagree with you but i don't want to get the podcast bogged down so we're gonna agree to disagree on this one all right We do have a lot to cover tonight, so um, do you want to just get started? Let's do it. All right, then let's jump right into our starting lineup. And for tonight's starting lineup, in goal, I am still your American Rhino, number 35, Gary McComiskey. And of course, my co-host... On defense, number four, I'm James Sejazi, and we have two very special guests tonight. Robert Meehan, number 73, winger for Top Shelf. Jason Shire, number 24, winger for Top Shelf. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. You're welcome. Nice to talk to you. Pleasure. All right. Thank you, guys. We will talk to you momentarily. Uh, so please stick around and, you know, feel free to enjoy the banter. Um, uh, as far as everybody else is concerned, um, James, if you don't mind, if you will indulge me, I would like to address our listeners for just a couple of minutes. So um, I guess here goes. Uh, Anybody who's a longtime listener of this podcast, um, and if you're a new listener, welcome. We're glad to have you. But if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that we are not political. Uh, we, We try and be as apolitical as possible on this show. And I by and large, want to continue 
that, but I I do feel like there's a lot of uh, a lot of angry and disappointed and and um, just unhappy people uh, in the country right now in the last last couple weeks. Uh, more than half, uh, if the votes uh, are any indication, and then who knows how representative that is of the country as a whole, but. Um, I, I just want to take, I don't want to bring you down, but I, I do want to, like I said, take a, a minute to address you, the listener, whether you're somebody who is among those, uh, unhappy many, uh, or whether you're somebody who is, is satisfied, uh, or even happy with the, the result of the election. Um, and, and yes, of course I am talking about the, the recent presidential election, um, I want to remind you that we're all Americans. And, and if you're not an American and you're listening to our show, again, we're, we're glad to have you. You might want to jump ahead a couple minutes uh, unless you want a, a glimpse into our national mentality, in which case feel free to stick around. But this isn't necessarily directed at you. But, um, yeah, so... Regardless of who you voted for and regardless of what you think of what is to come in the next four years, I, I want to just, we're all Americans. Um, we live in this country and um, a great many of us, and hopefully the majority of us, love this country. And regardless of who the president is, it doesn't change the person you are now, the person you were two weeks ago, and the person you'll be tomorrow. Um, we still have a responsibility to support each other, uh, regardless of which side of the political spectrum you fall on. Um, I think we all have a duty to make this the best country we can. I think we have a duty to support each other more than anything and 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 it's easy to lose sight of that um whether you're you're really unhappy or whether you're gloating or or somewhere in the middle it's easy to to kind of lose sight of what's important because the political climate is so divisive it's easy to um put things in the abstract and it's easy to uh, think of other people as just other people and, and not people just, it's easy to think of people as them. But um, at the end of the day, regardless of where on the political spectrum you fall, um, you're still a person, uh, you're still a friend or a neighbor or uh, even just a citizen. So, it, it, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter who won, because of course it matters. Um, but don't let the result of an election define your life. Don't let it define you. Be the best you you can be. Be the best American you can be. And just try to do the right thing. Um, just, and, and again, uh, I... You know, we we end every podcast by saying, "Don't be that guy," and and yeah, it, it's kind of funny, 
and um, it's sometimes it's tongue in cheek, but don't don't be a negative. You know, don't bring. We all want. I think at the end of the day, we all want what's best for this country, and we all want what's best for ourselves. And I think don't you know be part of the solution don't be part of the problem just be the best person that you can be do just try and do right you know just try and and just try and do the right thing that's all it doesn't matter who you voted for um it, it doesn't matter who the other guy voted for just try and do the right thing and everything will work itself out and uh <laughs> to uh uh, to quote a couple of of uh, pop culture figures from the '90s, that's all I got to say about that. So sor- sorry to uh, kind of hijack the podcast for a few minutes, but I, I just I wanted to just kind of get that off my chest. All right, enough of that. Uh, I think we need to pick me up, and uh, I think we need to get back on track. So James, if you would be so kind uh, and would not mind, please, please. Uh, would you please tell us what is on deck for this podcast? All right, let's do it. Mofo interview part one. The American Rhino and I have both talked up and recommended the great deck hockey league Mofo in lower Manhattan. Now to paraphrase Mr. LeVar Burton, you don't have to take our words for it because as you heard before, Jason and Rob are here from Mofo to tell you themselves. Black Friday. Thanksgiving is about family and overeating, not wasting time online at some big chain store only to risk your life for inferior products they're trying to get rid of anyway. The American Rhino and I have much better suggestions on how to spend the day after Thanksgiving. And it's hit the deck number 35. This one's for the American Rhino. Had to pull a fast one on Mr. Gary Mack to sneak this topic in because if he knew about it, he would have stonewalled it like an attempted penalty shot. I'll pay the consequences later, but for now, let's lavish our own beloved American Rhino with much-deserved praise and good wishes. And we will hear from the American Rhino with a new segment as well. So, let's do this thing. <sighs> there will indeed be consequences to be paid, but not this day, because we don't want to keep our guests waiting any longer. So, uh, without further ado, let's jump into our interview with the Mafo guys. So yeah, very big welcome to Jason and Rob from the Deck Hockey League MoFo, their team being top shelf. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Hey, thanks for having us. Thanks yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Our, our sincere pleasure. Very much, very much. So gentlemen, thank you again for joining us tonight. And uh, for our listeners, if you guys wouldn't mind, uh, Jason or Robert, whichever one of you wants to take this first, if you would just give a quick rundown of what MoFo is and specifically what differentiates your great deck hockey league from others. All right. Yeah, I'll start. Yeah. So MoFo, it's basically, um, it's a two division league. Um, let's say an A division and a B division. A being the, um, I would say, let's say the super competitive level and B being a little bit more laid back. And yeah, I think what makes it most awesome is, um, so if you play in Zog, like we've done that, there's, if you play in a gym, there's no boards or whatever. So the rink itself is pretty great because, you know, you're running and it's street hockey. I'm a huge fan of obviously watching ice hockey. Hmm. I feel that the 
way you would play ice hockey in terms of, uh, let's say, short passes, using the boards, whatever, defending is all quite similar, which um, it's for me, it's quite exciting to try to play the game right positionally so I can like watch uh, regular hockey and you know, watch the Rangers or whatever and try to emulate that. And for me, the biggest thing, honestly, though, is um, what makes it special for me is I've been this team now. I don't know if me and Rob started together. Maybe, like, was it five years now, Rob? Like, it, yeah. being being yeah. able to be in a team regularly is and supporting each other and having everything be super positive. And, you know, you win together, you lose together, you drink beers together afterwards. That's really cool. I never really had that experience growing up. I'm certainly not the best player in the team by a long shot. But, yeah, that kind of team vibe is, for me, that's what makes it so special, along with the way the game is played. That was long-winded. I'm sorry. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. No, please. I, think, I think, too, that, that one of the things that I found that was different, having played in a couple of other leagues prior to here, was that you have two USA Hockey-trained officials in the, officiating the game. A lot of other leagues, you know, it may just be other players who are volunteering to ref that game or just some random person that the league pays maybe doesn't have uh, you know actual hockey training but it's sort of a hockey fan or may just be wanting to just make a couple extra bucks sure here they actually have some good referees and a scorekeeper for each game oh wow, it's really cool keep track of stats and everything which is really kind of a nice thing that you know we don't see from my experience in playing in some of the other leagues and more on what Jason was saying as well is that the interesting thing about the league is that there are so many different people playing in the league, but we also have fathers and sons on the same team, you know, boyfriend, girlfriends, husbands, wives, even though it's not co-ed league where every team has to be co-ed. The great thing is that we do have female players playing on teams and being competitive and, and having just as much fun as teams with all guys. And, and I always thought that was really cool um, to have that happening in this league as well. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- again, like that was our experience too. When Gary and I joined the, um, the Rose Charities division is right. The We were very impressed by the play and the camaraderie, and everybody accepted us uh, wholeheartedly. We felt like a team real quick, and everybody knew how to play well or at least participate. And, yeah, the girls were just as good as the guys. I could definitely vouch for that, which I learned my lesson uh, the hard way, let's just say. Right. But um, So, yeah, just as Gary mentioned before, the the rink is located in lower Manhattan for people listening out there. It is basically tucked between the Manhattan Bridge and the Brooklyn Bridge, and uh, it, it's a really very cool location, by the way, and it's it's a great rink at that. So if anybody out there is interested, Jason and Rob will let you know how to contact MoFo for more information. But for our second question, uh, does MoFo stand for anything in particular, or is it just a take on the late Reverend Mafa's name, the priest who or reverend who started the league? Well, I, I, I think that's pretty much it's just a fun, playful, and this is this is my understanding because it's somewhat anecdotal, is that it is just that sort of playful thing and that he was such an important part of the community and such an integral part of, you know, making things happen down there and making good things happen for the community with hockey and everything. That, yeah, it was sort of an homage, but not a, you know, a, a direct copy of his name per se, but it's also a little bit of a playful take just on the league in general and how it's kind of a fun high-spirited endeavor. Cool. Actually, let me uh, kind of expand on that just a little bit, if you don't mind. Uh, As James mentioned, uh, that you play in Lower Manhattan. I know there's a couple of deck hockey leagues in Lower Manhattan. So what what makes 
mofo different from uh the other leagues around like say do you have any special rules or uh any um kind of unique uh requirements in your league well i mean you just have to be over 18 years of age you know it's a it's an adult league there are other events that are more geared for youth hockey which the the founder with bob weissenberg uh he um, started mofo back in 2008 He's also very involved with uh, youth hockey, uh, which is also coordinated with the New York Rangers and uh, making hockey happen in New York for kids. I know a lot of that goes on down there as well. But, you know, we're not just a pickup league. I mean, at the rink, they have a lot of other uh, leagues, which is just a, a friendly group of people. Like I play in the Saturday morning one. There's no referees. There's no really offsides, no icing. Uh, nobody calls penalties and sits in the penalty box. Uh, <laughs> this is a very, very organized, very structured league where it can be really competitive, but at the same time, it's really organized, officiated. Uh, like I said, the scorekeeping, the stats. I think that really goes above and beyond what a lot of other leagues will do. And you know, we pay for it. We're not the cheapest league in the in, in the city either. <laughs> But, you know, we do get a lot of benefits from it. It sounds to me like it's something where you put more of a premium on just going out and having fun and you don't get bogged down in the minutia of the rule book. Which, uh, not to say that it's, you know, like the Wild West, but the way you describe it, it, it seems more of a let them play mentality, which sounds really appealing. Yes and no. I would actually uh, say one thing that I think it, it definitely because of its structure and I think because of the board's it does get lend itself to a certain level of competitiveness. This definitely, like, I know when I do this versus when I did Zog, winning in this is for whatever reason. It, it, it's definitely more important to me. But, yeah, I like that it's professionally run, though. Like Rob was saying, like, the referees really are, like, they they do a good job because it, it's definitely you feel like they got your back or whatever. If something gets, uh, let's say somebody gets too aggressive, they, they're going to call a penalty or whatever. And did I answer your question? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the whole point of this, too, is that, uh, again, the, the few times that Gary and I participated in the, the MOFO or MAFO league is that it's not intimidating. If, if you're a hockey fan out there and if you're not able to roller skate or ice skate, you can show up or come with a team or whatever the case is, and you're going to have a lot of fun. And I really think that's a huge yeah. key, which is a great point that you guys brought up, is that the referees, yeah, the referees really make or break a good league, and that's a great point. Where Gary and I have participated in other deck hockey tournaments and leagues, where just like you guys said, that it's maybe a fan or somebody who isn't trained or doesn't know the rules or whatever the case is, or, or more or less isn't in control, and that's when things get a bit hairy and it's not yep. much fun and not as structured. So that's one of the other many benefits of of Mafo or Mofo. Uh, we did, Jason and I did uh, talk about before offhand how to pronounce the league properly. So um, <laughs> it depends on where you're from or whatever the case is. So I apologize. I it's for, potato, potato. It's not yeah. really. <laughs> uh, mofo, mofo. Uh, uh, yeah. So apologies if I'm not consistent with that. But, um, but no, so, it, it's good. It's very accepting. Like you guys said, like, listen, like I said, I'm I'm so far from uh, the, the best player on my team or whatever. And it's, uh, you know, from day one, I was accepted, you know, just and everything's very supportive and upbeat. And that's for me way cool. That's a great vibe. Absolutely. I totally agree. So as you guys were saying, uh, Jason and Rob, that you've been teammates for five years. 
Just out of curiosity, do you know how long the league has been around for itself? It was founded in 2008. Oh, okay. That was when it started. Yeah, there was uh, uh, not nearly as many teams back then, but because of the uh, the active involvement of everyone who's joined the league and, and sort of spreading the word, plus also with Bob and Hector's help, you know, promoting the league from their perspective and the way they've been doing things, they've added teams and created even bigger league to the point where we're going to need more days of the week. <laughs> That's great. Is or, there or much... a longer a, a longer Sorry. weekend basically in order <laughs> yeah. to accommodate the, the the games and you know number of teams and such? So it's uh, just don't it, have enough rank time. Is there turnover? Is there turnover from the teams that participate, or is it pretty much everybody sticks around and more teams just get added? Pretty much everyone's stuck around, and we've just added a few more teams here and there, or we've had. You know, maybe one team might split off and have a few people join another team, but then we have another new team join that year anyway. So it's generally fun. Once people come into the league, they stay in the league. Sure. Even if they might not be able to stay and, and keep like an entire free agent team, like a new free agent team together mm-hmm. uh, for multiple seasons, we will have a lot of those people still stay and just sort of splinter off and add on to other people's rosters. Okay, cool. And uh, like, you guys mentioned before that there are two divisions, uh, an A and a B division, which is, again, depending on if you're looking to join whatever you're uh, more comfortable with playing in. Now, there's currently six teams in one division and seven in the other. And like you guys were saying, with teams that usually stick around and come back, is that the usual amount of teams and divisions playing in each season? Yeah, roughly. I mean, we've had anywhere from 10 to 14 teams the last few years this is sort of reaching the, the peak we have one team last year in the b division that the devils they won and they moved up to try out the a division to test uh, right. um, test the waters they're test the waters up there and their skills up there and they you know they they've done well they won an opening round playoff game and so they, i know they're they're doing well up there we have another new team that joined the free agents in the b division and They've done exceptionally well as well. They're playing in the finals this weekend. And who knows, maybe they may end up wanting to test, check out the A division. We've had an A division team that sat out a season and came back and wanted to play in the B division this season. Okay. Just, this is who we lost to. That's who we lost to. But, but they're, and they're all really you know, good players. They've played together since the inaugural season. They were a team that was around in one of the 2008 champs that won it for like, five years in a row until the Whalers came along and dethroned them, and then they won it for, you know, a bunch of years in a row, too, so oh. um, as A-division champs. So, okay. Yeah, definitely uh, lots of uh, high-skilled players uh, in the league, but also, um, you know, a welcoming environment for everyone who's not necessarily the uh, top cool. echelon of player. Excellent. Uh, in that vein, how many players are on a roster roughly? Is there a minimum and a maximum amount of players? Well, for the roster, you, the league only just requires that you show up with at least five people and a goalie okay. for every game. All right. uh, in, in the summer, you might want to show up with a few more because it can get pretty hot out there. <laughs> yes, it uh, can. Um, the maximum number of people they want you to show up to a game with would be 18 just for passing on the bench and just – know being realistic but as far as the roster goes this season we had 23 24 guys on our roster mm-hmm. yeah. wow. but only but only had maybe you know 10 people show up per game just because right. of sure you know people have kids and family obligations and can't make it every week so it might be a different 
sort of group, even though we had a number of people who were kind of the core core guys who made probably 16 out of 20 games kind of type type guys. Gotcha. And other guys who made, you know, 5 out of 20. But, you know, when the playoffs came, we had a, a great turnout from everybody. Sure, I'd imagine. And, uh, had a lot of fun. So whether we have 5 or 15, we have a good time. It just depends on how tired we are after. Right. <laughs> yeah. I would say, though, 5 and 100 degrees is, um, while it's a heck of a workout, it's maybe less fun to play with that few people. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, you know, not everybody in the league is 20 years old. So, <laughs> Yeah, Gary and I can definitely relate to that, too. But uh, that's what that's one of the things of deck hockey is, uh, OK, fine. Maybe we're not NHLers, but we have to deal with the heat and, and the and the elements, too. So that kind of evens things out a little bit. If it was on a bas- if this was on a basketball court, it might be a little easier to deal with. But um, given the size of the rink and it, it's almost at regulation, hmm. uh, you know, ice rink size, it, it, it's expansive. And there's there's a lot of room to cover when you're running. There's no coasting like on ice. Right. Very, or on rollerblades, no you're, you're either running, walking, or, or standing. And, Absolutely, uh, you're running the whole time. You're gonna get beat now, down pretty. What kind of shape is that rink in? Is say, do they play roller on that rink as well, or is it only used for deck? Only generally for for deck, from what I've seen, just because of the trees that overhang, I find there's too much uh, you know, twigs and acorns mm. and stuff. That if you're a sure. a rollerblade player, you're gonna have to broom that place or, or yeah, yeah. leaf blow that place out really good. Otherwise, you're going to hit – your wheel's going to hit one of those things, you're going to be crashing. So we find that there's other places that are a little bit smoother, a little more you know, conducive to the roller league, and this rink sort of sticks just to, to deck from any time I've ever seen it. There's a bike polo group that plays there, if anyone's in the right. bike polo. Completely different topic. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that was a sport. Yeah, no uh, one did until they had to can- cancel scrimmage one time for it. Yeah, I, I didn't know about it either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, but that's a thing. I was like, what do you mean that this goes on down here? I thought we only played hockey down here. No, we played bike ball. I'm like, okay. Okay, you learn something new every day. But, uh, but yeah, Jason, uh, speaking of roster and, and depending on how many people show up or, or not, uh, you guys usually play with line changes or just depending on – yeah, I mean, basically, so the ideal thing is you want to have, right, proper hockey division number of people. So, like, if you have 10, you're in great shape, then you got two sets of defensemen, two sets of forwards, and, yeah, you're changing on the fly. And, uh, yeah, it's it's back and forth, and it's done, you know, NHL style, you know, dump it in, get off, get on, you know, whatever, and all that kind of stuff. So, um yeah, either that or if you have like an odd number of guys, a lot of times it's just kind of like cycle guys in or you'll play two centers, three sets of wing or five, you know, five defense in. And yeah, it's just a matter of, um, you know, I, I find everybody wants to play a lot, but after the first period, everyone needs their rest. <laughs> so, yeah. Again, that whole that whole thing with not being 20 anymore. So. Do you guys play, sorry, James, do you guys play running time or do you have stoppages? Uh, generally generally running time they will have uh stoppage time um the end of the game in the third period okay with the final um i think two or three minutes uh if it's within three goals oh okay. and, interesting and then they'll make adjustments too if need be like if we're on time constraints you know for weather sure or you know we have some sort of issue where you know we're running a little bit we started the game a little bit late but they want to give us the full time they just may say well we're not going to do stopping. All right. Clock running. So Thank you. 
that was another thing that uh, Gary and I appreciated too when we joined the uh, Rose Charities was that most of the MoFo players there. This is the first time we met these people, and the ice time was all everybody had a, an equal amount of quote unquote ice time or you know, deck time, whatever you want to refer to it as. So that's really cool and reflective on your guys as well that you had that down. I mean, nobody was hogging too much time or making sure that guy wasn't on the bench too long or whatever the case is. So, again, for anybody out there interested in joining, it's 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 really great league made up of really good people and uh, definitely worth your while to at least look into. But uh, for another question, um, basically, how long is each playing season? Like how many games are scheduled for each team to play? And is there a, uh, a season for each weather season, like a fall, winter, spring, summer, or is it like just a fall and a, and a summer league? You know, one of the things the league's been really good at is trying to adjust things as we go along and as we grow and we develop. And listening to feedback from the players and some of our suggestions, we have had 10 game seasons, so 10 regular season games plus single elimination playoff rounds. And we've tried in the past to do, you know, a spring, sort of summer, fall, and then like a winter season. But one of the problems is we have during the winter is the snow. Right. And relying on the city to clean the rink out. And that's the last priority. They're, they're trying to clear the roads out. Sure. The parks department is on light staff duty anyway because it's off season. And we were encountering too many weeks and months of not playing because the rink got yeah. snowed in. Yeah. So the winter season got kind of screwy and you'd play two games in December and then not play any games for two months. And mm-hmm. it, the delay threw off the start of our spring season. So this past year we said, well, why keep doing that? Why don't we just do a long 20 game season single elimination playoffs, and now we're not going to do a winter season. Um, With the idea, too, that it gives us as teams that are looking to recruit new players and as a league looking to develop a new team time during the winter to say, hey, let's have some scrimmages. Let's try out some new players. Let's just have some fun. Like We're talking with the league manager, Hector, now about having the other team that lost in the last round play against us for like a sort of a third-place game. Right. So it's sort of like an extra little playoff game, but we're just doing it ourselves. Sure. Because we have, you know, a weekend where a bunch of us say, I think we're around. Let's just do this. And That's great. we'll go, we'll pay the refs, you know, split the ref costs and have sure. a, a regular game that would probably have some playoff intensity to it. And it's just a random game that we just decided to do ourselves. And I think we're going to do that the rest of this winter. Oh, nice. Whether it be just, uh, you know, checking with Hector and him setting up some scrimmages and a bunch of us coming down to meet some new players. And also just having casual games amongst ourselves. Maybe, you know, we might play an A-division team or play one of our B-division rivals just for the sake of, hey, we haven't played you guys in a couple of months. We miss you. Let's uh, let's get back out there and, <laughs> yeah. and, and have a game and then go have some beers. Like a you friendly, know? as they say in, uh, in yeah. soccer. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So rather than try and force the issue of having league games where we have to pay the league fees and then have it sort of be a stop-start. Although I will say, as a goalie, I feel like winter, I kind of get the short end of the stick. Because winter is the only time of year when I actually feel comfortable in all that gear. Like, I feel like I actually have a little bit of a leg up on everybody else. Because I'm finally, like, not dying, (laughs) drowning in a pool of my own sweat. Uh, So the fact that winter games tend to get curtailed is like a drat kind of a... (laughs) 
No one is as sensitive to climate change as the goaltender mm-hmm. in, in a hockey league is. <laughs> right, right. Outdoor hockey league. And you know it's hot when the goalie's out there with just his chest protector on and no jersey, no yeah. shirt he's going. Gear yeah. only. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. it's hot. Yeah, we, we, we definitely have a special place in our hearts for the goalies out there because Gary's never scrimped no matter what. And the funny thing where we usually play, one side of the rink, there's – nothing but sun and then the other side is nice and shady yeah and for some reason or another gary's like the ultimate player and he always goes on the sun and yeah, it's, it's uh, just and, my end of yeah. the ice yeah so we we, we feel you guys and <laughs> that's the problem with mother nature sometimes she doesn't cooperate with our deck hockey needs but what are you gonna do all right gentlemen i hate to cut you off but uh we're running a little long on this one so if you don't mind we'd love to have you back for the next show and uh in the meantime we're going to continue with the hit the deck podcast number 35 with a little uh little topic that's coming up quicker than you think it's just a week away it's become something of a holiday in its own right it is of course black friday yeah and uh something exactly that it's really gotten out of hand over the last few years. So Gary and I want to make sure that you spend Black Friday in a good manner and a nice, safe, comfortable manner as well. So I don't know. I mean, Gary and I, I think you've known us over the last few podcasts since we've done Hit the Deck is that we're family oriented people. You know, Gary has a wonderful wife and a beautiful daughter and comes oh, from a great you. family. Uh, yeah. And uh, and I dare say I come from a wonderful family as well. So we all love each other. Yeah. And um, maybe I don't reflect that, but whatever. Uh, We do love each other. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all, James. So um, so that's what what this is all about. And Gary and I will do a special Thanksgiving podcast, which Gary will upload next week for everybody out there. But for now, at the recording of this podcast, we are going to talk about Black Friday. So. One of the things you can do is if you're going to shop, then you could go shop online instead. It's, it's really convenient. Amazon does a great job and so do other corporations with online shopping and they have deals and things like that as well. But uh, don't forget to frequent the small businesses of your communities for the rest of your Christmas shopping. These hardworking business owners help keep our neighborhoods together and we do need them. So that's important to keep them in business. And plus, it's still fun to go outside, enjoy the Christmas decorations, do some shopping, maybe grab some lunch or dinner with your family and friends. So that's a little option you could go with as opposed to waiting online on Thanksgiving the day or the night and then risking your life of getting trampled or something. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know about the you, the listener, but uh, for me, Thanksgiving is always the official start of the Christmas season. I, I refuse to listen to Christmas music. I get annoyed at Christmas commercials on the television. Uh, I, I want to hear nothing of Christmas. It's my favorite holiday, my favorite time of the year, far and away, and I don't want to hear a peep about it until Santa comes at the end of the Thanksgiving parade. <laughs> You are much more disciplined than I am. Because uh, that's I've what the Christmas been... season starts. Uh, you're right. You're right. I mean, that's one of the reasons why it was pushed uh, to where it was the fourth Thursday of uh, of November to kick off the official celebration of Christmas time. So I, I admire your discipline. But for, for me, time flies so quickly and some years are harder than others. So I kind of cheat and I need a little Christmas 
a little right bit this early, very so. minute. <laughs> exactly. Um, so um, so yeah. here's speaking of Christmas, how do the Canadians do it? How do they like what's their arbitrary line of demarcation? Because Canadian Thanksgiving is in early October. Yeah, and then I think the day after Christmas is Boxing Day or something. So to me, uh, I the, know that's in England. This, uh, do they? I guess they probably observe that in Canada as well, since it's part yeah. of the uh, UK. Or no, not part of the UK, but part of. I don't know. I, I don't know, it's some kind of French connection somewhere. But the uh, to me, December the twenty sixth is by far the most depressing day of the whole year. Yeah. So it's like a dark day for me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, again, you're right. I mean, technically, that's right. Santa Claus comes at the end of the Thanksgiving <laughs> Day parade and kicks it off officially. So that's what I I love when Thanksgiving is early, just for that reason. Yeah. So we get the full fledged month at least of Christmas celebrating. So I, again, I admire your discipline, but I, I can't. I, Every I year, can't Jen, Jen gives me, uh, my wife look, gives me such a look when, uh, at the end of the parade, I squeal like a child when Santa comes and, and bounce around giddily that it's finally Christmas season. It's hey man, that that's part of the fun. That that's one of the benefits of Christmas is, you're always get that inner child out and, and let the excitement out and believe and mm-hmm. have fun and just be innocent for a little while and <laughs> and enjoy the best time of year. So, yeah. but uh, getting back to the whole Black Friday yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. the day after Thanksgiving, and and I it's it's called Black Friday obviously because businesses instead of going in the red, which is bad, they go into the black, which is a profit. So that's what that's what the definition is supposed to mean. Well, traditionally, I don't know how true that is anymore, but I, yes. yeah, I, no, that I is where it comes from. Should call it Black and Blue Friday or whatever the case is, or I don't know. But my wife or, is now indicating that I'm a lunatic. Well, that makes the both of us. So, welcome to the club. Uh huh. For you hockey fans out there, yes. November twenty fifth, there are eleven NHL games scheduled that day, starting with the Rangers versus the Flyers on NBC at one p.m. Eastern. So, definitely. You can still shop online and watch hockey all day and night, literally. (laughs) For the tri-state area, New York tri-state area fans out there, the New York Islanders will be in San Jose at 4 o'clock, and the Devils will host the Red Wings at 7.30. So you have a full plate of leftover turkey and hockey to watch, as opposed to killing yourself for some inferior product. Yeah, honestly, by the time the hockey starts, all the good deals will be long gone anyway. So it's, you know, what's even the point? Excellent. Excellent. Another another option you can do to celebrate uh, 1125 is decorate your homes for Christmas. As Gary says, the official kickoff of Christmas is uh, when you see Santa go by on, on the Thanksgiving Day Parade. So the day after. Get the Thanksgiving decorations down and replace them with the Christmas ones. I try to get my countdown clock out on Black Friday. I don't always succeed, but I, I, I do do my best to do that. And you do an excellent job as well. Oh, thank I you. Definitely vouch for that. Another final option for celebrating Black Friday in a fun, good, healthy manner. Listen to this very podcast because Gary always uploads, usually uploads our podcast on a Friday. Uh, next week with Thanksgiving being on Thursday, obviously we'll probably upload it a day or two early, but we'll keep you all informed on that with our Facebook and Twitter feed. So definitely we won't throw you a curveball there or uh, be offsides as it will for a hockey term. 
and yeah. we'll keep you posted on that. And in addition to our special Thanksgiving scrimmage next week, we're also going to be having a Thanksgiving marathon of all the Hit the Deck episodes. By which, I mean, if you want to listen to all the Hit the Deck episodes, you can feel free to marathon them. Absolutely. <laughs> That's by a great idea. Downloading them and listening to them one after the other, because you have nothing better to do. Well, if, if you're whatever, if you got it on in the background, that's a great way to entertain yourself and keep your mind busy and as you're decorating for the Christmas season or whatever. Or if, if you're, you're online for Black Friday. There you go. <laughs> keep you or busy. Or if you're holding out for Hanukkah, whatever, you know, do what you got to do. Hanukkah um, is late this year. It's like December 23rd or 24th or something that it starts. Yes, it, it's it's. I don't know how that works. I think it has something to do with the moons or something like that. It's an end until the new year. Yeah, I uh, I apologize for my ignorance on that part, but it Boy, is hey. late. It, it pretty much coincides with Christmas this year. Yep. So. Yeah. But we're all brothers and sisters, so uh, hopefully we could all just enjoy and and have fun and be one big happy family. Shalom. Amen to that. Uh, and then finally, for what you could do on Black Friday in a good great manner and for the whole weekend actually is play deck hockey yes <laughs> you can't go wrong playing deck hockey. you could never go wrong playing deck hockey no way so from there uh as we said this is hit the deck number 35 mm -hmm. a very special episode and that just so happens to be the american rhinos number you don't and say yeah and if, if speaking of listening to all of the previous hit the decks Last edition, we talked about our favorite numbers and why they are our favorite numbers. So yes. 35 came up and Mr. Mike Richter and uh, Mr. McComiskey are my two favorite goalies of all time or, or among my two favorite goalies of all time. And they share that beautiful number. And uh, we couldn't let this podcast go without acknowledging the American Rhino. And uh, you, you, you really could have, though. Well, that wouldn't have been right. I mean, you got away with the birthday thing. When it was your birthday, I think you were on the road or something like that. So we had to cut that out. So now we're going to make up for that. And I encourage everybody out there too in Hit the Deck world to uh, bestow Mr. American Rhino with your uh, love and affection as well on Facebook and Twitter. And, Not uh, necessary at all. Appreciate that. But uh, just really, Gary's a great guy, an excellent goaltender, uh, just really never give up attitude, comes through in every game, no matter what, if we're down or if we're up or if we're dying, he's in there and you can count on him no matter what. So that uh, we appreciate that so much in the deck hockey part. For the broadcasting part, he's an excellent broadcaster, as you know, an editor and producer. He's way too humble. He won't admit that, but... He is the sole reason why there is a Hit the Deck podcast. So Also the, not true. From recording it, you can't deny that. You record it. You edit it. You can't deny that. And you upload it. So not to mention you set up the Facebook and Twitter pages, Instagram as well, and YouTube. So those are time-consuming and detail-oriented. And thank you for doing all of those things for us. And again, and if it wasn't for you, there would be nothing to talk about on the podcast. Well, it's good to have a function, at least to participate in one little minor way. But the bread and butter and the meat of it and whatever other term I could come up with to uh, emphasize that if it's Gary's the engine, let's just say that. OK, so without you, there would be no podcast at all. So 
thank you for that from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Mac, he's a creative genius. You know, um, I've had the pleasure of knowing Gary and being his friend since our college days and have just marveled at his many, many broadcast and acting skills that he has. If you've seen him act, it's uh, and, and he's a real person. I could vouch for that, too. Yeah. Unlike the commercials say that these are actors and not real people. Gary is a very much real person and an excellent actor and, and, and talented one at that and broadcaster, too, which I'm sure you hear every podcast and everything else that he's. Oh, done. yeah. I'm Mr. Professional. Uh, I'm I'm. I'm uh, Robert Frick or whatever the. <laughs> hey, it, it, right. The, 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 for, for, for baseball, there's the uh, Ford C. Frick Award for the greatest broadcaster in the game. So we should definitely, like, for the Golden Rhino Head, we should do our own uh, American Rhino Award for best podcaster out there. So Gary definitely wins that hands down. And as we said before, I mean, this very podcast is all thanks to the American Rhino. So thank you. And just to sum it up, Mr. Gary Maxer, if I dare may say he's the best son, brother, husband, father, cousin, coworker, teammate, and friend any one of us could hope to be so blessed to have. So thank you, sir. And we love you. And this episode 35, hopefully, is for you. You have firsthand knowledge of very few of those things, so I, uh, I protest. <laughs> Fair enough. Speaking of which, let's debut a new segment called The Box, featuring none other than the American Rhino, Mr. Gary Mack. Yeah, because you guys haven't heard enough of me on this podcast already. But, uh, yes, yeah, so we might as well step into the box um as james implied or outright said really this is a new segment and in this particular segment i am going to uh, pretty much rant about something so um whereas at the beginning of the podcast uh, i implored that we all be uh unified and and you know all that Hippy dippy, peace love and hugs mumbo jumbo now uh i'm gonna tear you a new one hopefully not you specifically, just uh, a particular subset of people. And I think this is actually an appropriate topic, given that the Thanksgiving Day Parade is going to be next Thursday, and there will be a lot of people commuting in and out of Manhattan. And if you happen to be one of them, maybe you'll bear this in mind, because the topic of today's box is the subway. Yes, I take the subway, the Metropolitan Transit Authority every single day to and from work i also take the bus but uh the bus can be a topic for a different day no today is about subway etiquette because i have a few opinions on the subway and if you ride the subway you probably have some opinions too and if you'd like to start your own podcast and talk about it i'll listen to it but for now let's just do it this way yeah okay carrying on first of all if you're on the subway let, let's let's start let's start before you even get on the train let's start on the platform train pulls into the station now what you should do is just stand back and let everyone who's trying to get off the train get off the train it's a novel concept it creates room on the train for people to get on and it's also the right thing to do have you never been on an elevator? This is what you do. You let people get off and then you get on. And when you're getting on, don't run up and jump in front of the people who have been waiting 
a, a respectable distance away from the doors to let people off. Just wait your turn. Just wait your freaking turn. <sighs> and then when you do get on, don't just step in the doors and stop. Those doors are not your personal leaning space. People have to get on and off the train. If there's room to go in, go in. The only people who should be leaning against those doors are the people who are squashed against them like sardines. Otherwise, get your butt in the train. And don't be the guy who takes the seat that the pregnant lady or the elderly guy or, or the person who really needs the seat. Don't, don't, don't be that person. Look. I get that we all get tired and we all want a seat, but we can't all have a seat. And there are some of us who need the seats more than others. So just don't be that guy. Don't you listen to this podcast? Don't be that guy. Come on. Come on. You're better than that. I know you're better than that. You listen to this podcast. Obviously, you have good taste. Don't be that guy. And if you do happen to be fortunate enough to get a seat that is not taking it away from someone who needs it more. The, the, the term that, that's popular now is manspreading, when you just kind of uh, spread your legs as wide as you can, I don't know, to show everybody how dominant you are. I don't know. Just don't, just don't, don't spread out. You're not in your living room, okay? You're not in your living room. Hunch yourself up so that as many people have room on that bench as can be fit you're not going to be comfortable you know who else isn't comfortable the hundred or so other people that are on that train so just just you know close your legs as much as you can don't like spread your elbows all the way out don't lean you know, halfway pick up your bag if your bag's on the thing just just <sighs> uh uh I'm I'm about to pop, so I'm just going to wind down with one more thing. Above all, I cannot stress this enough, okay? You know what time it isn't on the subway? It's not party time, okay? It's not time for a show. It's not time for your mariachi band. It's time for everybody to just stand there in dour silence and endure the ride until you get where you're going. The subway is not the place where you should be making your money. Okay? I, I, I recognize there are people that are less fortunate. In fact, I have donated to some of those people on the subway, even though that's technically illegal. But, you know, I have my own code of ethics and, and sometimes I just can't bring myself to not help these people. That's fine. I understand that. I understand that. And if you genuinely need help and you ask heartfelt, please, uh, I need anything you can give me, food, you know, or, or, or you know, uh, a drink or even just, uh, you know, a, a friendly word. Those people, my heart goes out to those people. I don't, I don't mind so much giving to those people. If you're going to come on the train and I can't hear my own headphones because you're playing your horn or you're blasting your boombox dancing around the poles, you're not getting a penny from me. All right. 
All right. So I think we're all on the same page here. I'm going to get down out of the box. And uh, I'm just going to... I'm, I'm just going to calm myself down a little bit. Thanks for listening. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Okay. If you're still tolerating me after all that, uh, I <laughs> we're going to wrap up the podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you got something out of it. If you don't happen to listen to the scrimmage next week, I wish you a very happy, healthy, and safe Thanksgiving. Bless you for listening. We would like to extend a warm thanks to Rob and Jason for being on the show today and we look forward to seeing them uh, again for the next Hit the Deck. Uh, of course, thank you to bro Anthony Sajazi. Thank you to Pops for being the voice of the podcast, the LIQ for providing sound effects. Please feel free to check us out on Stitcher or iTunes. Subscribe if you're so inclined. You'll make sure to get this podcast fed to you every single week. If you want to complain about the box or about my uh, my political pleas, or, or really if there's anything that you feel the need to say to us, please, 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 we encourage you to email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com or tweet at us at hitthedeckpod. Come to our Facebook page. Hit us up on Instagram. Send us smoke signals. Whatever. We want to hear from you because we really do appreciate you. Um, James, what what uh, what is left to say without alienating any more of our listeners? Nah, man. You, you were all over it just like a goalie should be. And for the record, I agree with you a million percent about the MTA or at least subway etiquette. As a Brooklynite growing up my whole life in this city and having to commute when I'm employed – to the Manhattan borough, it's 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 a grind. So please listen to Mr. Gary Max, sir. He knows what he's talking about, and it's common sense, and just a few things to do that would make everybody's lives a little bit easier. So thank you for that. And again, yes, if you don't listen to our scrimmage next week, very happy Thanksgiving to everybody, and thanks for listening. Thank you, James. And just really, I I, I don't direct this at Rob or Jason because they seem to be stand-up dudes. And I hope I don't have to direct this to you because you know what? I I have I have faith. I am an optimist. I have faith in you and in uh, our country and and just generally in people because. While we are prone to be the, uh, th there are people who at times display the worst in humanity. I, I feel like the majority of people have the best of humanity in them. But if you are one of those sorry few, those ne'er-do-wells who just feel like uh, they they need to, you know, be selfish or or they just need to make everything about them, uh, I think it's my civic duty to remind you it's deck hockey don't be that guy thanks everybody all right congratulations excellent job my friend now i don't want to talk to you for a week fair enough <laughs> <laughs>